Coming up on this episode, we're covering the 2021 WWDC keynote from SharePlay and Live Text to Monterey and Focus. We cover it all starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 312, recorded June 8th, 2021. The apple of my eye, OS. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this incredible episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are willing to answer one of life's most difficult questions, should Craig Federici trim his eyebrows? They are Colby <laughs> Rabindu and Dan Miller, and we have got a hell of an episode. Isn't that right, guys? I We do. It started off with, over the delay of video chat, Sean and Colby singing the same song at the exact same time. It, it, actually, that doesn't do it justice. They started singing the same <laughs> song at the exact same time from my perspective, right. which I think means they did start singing at the same time. Pretty much, <laughs> you know, if, if we could have been in the same room, it would have happened. It was crazy. I was going to say we we I think we um we've been on video calls for so long now. We've just internalized the latency. Like, our... <laughs> well, what did you say right before it, Dan, that got us to. I think I said let's rock and roll or something. Oh yeah, and then Colby and I both go party rock, <laughs> party rock is in the house. Remember that? Remember the dancing Kia hamsters? What a time! <laughs> no, I what a don't. Time that was. I do. You remember that was the <laughs> that was the big commercial. The the Kia they had the it was that Kia Soul car, the boxy car, and they had a bunch of like anthropomorphic human sized hamsters who would drive the car around and then they would dance to the song in the commercial. You could give and then at one point they were joined by robots. It was very weird. <laughs> Very weird. Very 2011, maybe? That happened. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of a long time ago, guys, it's WWDC time. Our eighth WWDC on the show. Eight years ago, if you can believe it, we covered uh, WWDC and the launch of iOS 7. Today, we're talking iOS 15. That's crazy. Wow. Absolutely We've wild. Been doing this for too long. Uh, frankly, yes, <laughs> but that's that's a good thing. We've got ex- that's what we have on. You know, it's so funny because I I tell people I do podcasts and they're like, "Oh, that's interesting. Tell me about it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." As soon as I say like, "Oh, I've been doing it for eight years," they're like, "There were podcasts." <laughs> I, I say there really weren't, <laughs> but yes. Did we? We were podcasting before serial, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, way before. I mean, that's all you need to know. Some OGs. I wonder what percentage of active podcasts in the iTunes directory were started after we started recording. I mean, I, I, I vaguely know that back when we started, there were thousands of podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and today there are hundreds of thousands. Nice. Wow, there are only thousands? Wow. There, I believe there were. I really do. And I know we were one of the, not that I'm trying to brag, (laughs) um, we were almost exclusively, there were not many people doing video podcasts. And there's a reason why, because nobody watched them then and they don't watch them now. But at least we can say we did it. (laughs) Um, Starting at Hangouts on Air, if you remember that way back in the day. Now, do you, I'll never forget the guy, that person who commented on our YouTube video one time, like four years ago. It's like, isn't it time to give up now? <laughs> yeah, most of your views, most of your videos have zero views. Shouldn't you just stop? <laughs> Something like, yeah. 
I live. Yeah. I live by. You the don't floor. know us, do you? Honest to God, that's the only reason we're still doing this. Just, just to <laughs> stick it to that fight that guy. guy. That and the uh, the YouTube comment we got on up for debate, which was, uh, "Why would anyone watch a debate show where the two hosts agree on everything?" <laughs> just, we just still, and I use we use that tagline. It's the show where the two hosts agree on everything. Um, but uh, yeah, we have our fans. Thank you to everybody uh, who stuck it out all eight years. You're a fool. We've we've wasted. Eh, give or take at least 312 hours of your time, if not more. Yeah, wow. Yep. Definitely not a waste of our time, though. No, our time is worthless. <laughs> can't can't you be can't wasted. waste something that has no value. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, no, this is going to be a great one, an annual tradition, if you will. Um, and I don't feel, usually I feel guilty because we don't do this for like other companies and other products. But we did cover one story last week about the new version of Android. So we're covered. <laughs> we're good. We'll e- we're equal opportunity here. Um, and by the way, one last thing before we get to WWDC. I had to look up the original date of the first episode we did to confirm the years. Dan, do you know what you picked on the very first episode? Colby and I picked like unsurprising tech things. No, I don't know. You picked Coinstar. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> On episode one, setting us off. On I walked past path. the Coinstar the other day, and I had fond memories. And actually, it's my favorite part of moving. You turn it on. Every time thing. I move, my ritual is I take my giant coin jar, and I bring it to the Coinstar, which is a fun rhyme, and I get myself a nice, fat Amazon gift card. It feels Well, great. you know, now, and this is 100% true, uh, Coinstar will convert your change into cryptocurrency. I know that, yeah. <laughs> Disturbing. I think I saw that on one of the Coinstar machines, like in the suburbs, like a month or so ago, uh, and it it was eye opening. Yep. Which is like, I'm I'm afraid of the next time I go to turn in coins because I might just be stupid enough to go, eh, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, my twenty dollars and quarters. Yeah, sure, put it in <laughs> coin or whatever. Might as well. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah, you never know. I could be right. a millionaire or have nothing. Um, guys, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, we've got a, a giant list of WWDC news here. We can just hop right in. No, let's go. All right. As always, we will do it in the order in which it was announced uh, at the event itself. Or we'll adhere pretty close to that. And we're going to start with iOS 15. Uh, if you can believe it, 15th version coming out. Do you guys remember? This was one other thing I remember. Do you remember when they charged for iOS updates? No, I remember charging for macOS updates, but I don't remember charging for I- what? I believe it because I did Google it. It was between iOS. Well, it wasn't called iOS at the time, but iOS 3 and iOS 4. And if you upgraded on an iPhone, it was free. If you upgraded on an iPod Touch, you had to pay $9.99 for the upgrade. Huh. I did not know. And they that. only did it for like one or two versions of iOS. Yeah, I feel like in hindsight that's a bad idea, right? I had an iPod <laughs> Touch and got suckered into doing it. So no, I, mean, I paid for, for you, it. I feel like disincentivizing upgrading the software is like probably not what you want to do. I guess that's still what Microsoft does to this day, right? Like I was going to say, but do they? I thought there was some story where they changed that. No, because you basically just 
now it's you just buy Windows and it just is continually updated. Right. You know, unless they eventually come out with a Windows 11 or something, but they've been on 10 for so long. And they pretty much said subscription is the future. So, you know, they might charge you $9.99 a month or something. But for now, that's basically free. Dope. Um, but iOS 15, let's talk about what they've included on there, starting with FaceTime. Uh, just like every other video calling service, they've added some basic features like a grid view and blurring the background, although they do it a little differently because they got that nice depth data out of the uh, Face ID camera array at the top of your phone. More interestingly, uh, they've brought in voice isolation uh, to better control your voice uh, and make sure people can hear you. And uh, you can also now share links to FaceTime calls so you can make calls on Android devices, basically any device with a browser, Windows uh, and Android as well. Um, they also rolled out a, uh, well, we'll talk about um, SharePlay in a second. Um, I'll keep going through other iOS 15 stuff. Notifications got a new look. Contact photos. Wait, real quick, real quick. Uh, yes, on, yes, on the FaceTime thing, the, the like machine yeah. learning stuff they're doing, uh, they have the, the thing where it tracks who's, who's talking and makes the, this, uh, the sound come from like spatial audio where it is on the screen. Spatial audio. Yeah. So basically really cool. if Dan's on the left side of my phone, I'm going to hear him in my left ear. And if Colby's on the right, I'm going to hear him in the right. It's going to be more like talking to a real person. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious cool. to see how well, how, how that actually changes the game. Uh, the other really cool thing was I'm excited to see. Uh, I think I picked a while ago the NVIDIA RTX voice thing, which is only on Windows, and it does, like, machine learning something, something to isolate voices from background noise. And it seems like Apple's now implementing a similar thing for uh, for FaceTime. And if their other, like, video and audio stuff is any indication, it'll probably be pretty good. So that's also Why huge. all those dedicated chips? Well, I thought it, oh, God. it should be good. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm really interested that they had both a um, voice filtering, but also a what they call, I believe they call wide spectrum, which is like letting the room noise in scientifically, not just flipping on the mics, but actually smartly bringing in all the audio. Right. I think it could be really cool. I agree. Yeah, I saw um, I learned this from my time at a recurse center where we tried to do these remote events where we listen to music or watch videos together. Mm-hmm. And the videos were fine if they were a video of someone talking, but it's it's clear that the, I don't know what it is, that these video conferencing services are designed to efficiently transmit voices. And if you play music or anything over them, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, so that'll also be great. Definitely. Uh, you know, I did think about this before the episode. I, I Just personally, you guys give your opinion. I'm going to rank everything tonight. Because we're going to go through these quickly. So everything from me is going to get either a big deal, a small deal, no deal, or a bad deal. (laughs) I thought about that. And you're welcome to use that or your own ranking systems. I would say FaceTime upgrades, small deal, could be a big deal. Because I still don't think FaceTime is as ubiquitous as a Zoom or a... It's still, even with the web links, I don't quite know if it'll get as big around. But if you're a FaceTime user, I think... Well, but on the other hand, like, I think... FaceTime has a lot of market share among one-to-one video calls. Like, walking around in airports and on the street, I never see someone with the Zoom app open calling someone. It's always FaceTime. Uh, So I think it's definitely, 
it, it could be a huge deal, even if they'd never expand their market. Um, it could be a big deal, but I think it all depends on the implementation of that Android stuff. Um, yeah. and I, I think it depends on the next thing, which is the next thing. SharePlay is that next? Or? We can talk about SharePlay next. No. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. Never mind. It. No, it makes sense. Okay. All right. No, it all right, makes right, sense right. to go with it. Let's I do it. Wanna... Let's talk about SharePlay. Uh, a new feature that they announced. Uh, it allows you to essentially share content via a FaceTime call. They say you can listen to music, you can watch shows and movies, and there's an API that allows all kinds of apps to integrate with it. Um, they'll be synced up so people are seeing everything at the same time, and you can have either picture-in-picture of the call uh, with the thing you're watching or doing or just focus on that. You can also send it to um, AirPlay devices like... Uh, no, but it, it'll also work with Apple TV, so you can put the thing up on Apple TV and have like your friend's face on your phone at the same time. It's got a number of partners that already will work with um where uh you can watch share play things uh at the same time my question which they didn't say is like if dan and i wanted to watch something on hbo max do we both have to have an hbo max subscription yeah they didn't say it it didn't sound like it no it didn't which is interesting especially with a what stops me from going on uh Reddit somewhere and posting a FaceTime link. Is there a maximum number of people yes. you can have on a FaceTime? Yes, I yeah. think it's, it's something weird, like twenty five or, or or something mm. like that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and one other thing as well, they're also building the ability to share your screen through FaceTime as well, which is probably the one I'm most excited yes. about. Uh, for everyone who has, I'll, on a, next week's episode, remind me to tell you about the iPhone and iPad. I just had to completely erase and reset due to someone screwing up security issues that could have been fixed. If I had seen something, so um, I'm excited about that. What do you guys think of SharePlay? I'm I'm excited for it. I think this could be the thing that could be a big deal. Uh, I've had many friend groups over COVID, and honestly, from before COVID, like friend groups who have splintered, who try to do movie nights and stuff. We've never found a good solution. It always sucks. It's terrible. There's like these fly by night apps that let you like sync up YouTube videos and it never works exactly the way you want. So if this actually works and anyone can use it, I think that will be the big deal. seems cool. We should definitely try it out. Don't panic movie night. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know where I think it's really going to show. Well, I'll say two things. One, this just makes me even more mad. They don't have an Apple TV device with a camera in it. Um, because I think it's going to be really weird because you're going to want to watch it on a big screen and then you're going to have to also like hold an iPad or an iPhone at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't get the logistics of that. But the thing that really, I think sports is going to be really dynamic on this. Um, because if you can't get together with friends and you're just Ooh. like, oh, Colby, you're also watching the baseball game. Hey, why don't we just, we'll just watch it over this and it's synced in real time. Uh, so there's none of that sports lag delay you get. I think that's going to be really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, could you imagine having 20 friends and you're virtually watching the Super Bowl? I can't imagine having 20 friends. Well, (laughs) Dan can't imagine having 20 friends in one room at all at once because he's got so many friends everywhere. He doesn't know, (laughs) doesn't even know how to get that many all at the same time. Uh, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to give it the big deal. Yeah. And the just the screen sharing thing, like how many like the most popular computing device for people who didn't grow up with computers is probably an iPad or certainly an iPhone. 
and to be able to just remote in. Ugh. Yeah. Well, and I'm honestly, it's the API. I just I I get excited WWDC with APIs, and they introduced like a whole bunch of them. But it's like think of what like a multiplayer game developer could do with something like that, or you know the 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 fact that you can integrate anything with it. I'm like I don't even know what people are going to build. That's yeah, exciting. that's cool. Um, elsewhere in iOS 15, notifications getting a new look. Uh, contact photos on text notifications, bigger app icons as well. Um you're going to get a new filter mode called Focus alongside Do Not Disturb that allows you to customize which notifications appear during different activities, like while you're working or when you're exercising or sleeping, and it'll sync across all your devices. Um, within those focus areas, you can set custom home screen pages with widget and apps. You can also batch certain notifications and receive them as a digest uh, at certain times of the day. Notifications per app will be controlled for each of those focuses. Uh, this is a big deal uh, uh, for lawyers. This was the thing that got uh, <laughs> Lena the most excited. <laughs> she was like, wait a second. Because she turns all of her notifications off because otherwise they're just too stressful because the work notifications go off constantly. Um, mm. And unlike a lot of our jobs, I imagine, like phone calls count as that too. So if she could like say, uh, I only want to see the BlackBerry app and this email account between these hours... Uh, then she could use her phone better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a big deal for a small subset of people. I would be surprised if more than 30 to 40% of Apple users actually take the time to set these up. Well, now, to those people, I'm sure it means a lot. Now, in the presentation, though, they did say something about... They were, have you, you noticed the, uh, the widgets they had? What's that? The Siri widget or something where it suggests, like... What is that thing called? Where it like changes the widget based on what it thinks that you uh, mm-hmm. are interested in. Yeah, it's that, like the smart stack. The is smart that, stack. Yeah, no? thank you. That works yeah. pretty well for me. Um, sometimes it's a little over eager, but like when I put my headphones in, it opens up Overcast. When I wake up in the morning, it shows me my weather app and uh, something else. I forget. Uh, so if they can leverage that stuff to create, it's like, hey, we created a work focus for you. Like here here's the apps uh you know what do you think i think then people might bootstrap into it more easily they'd be like oh yeah not that one but i guess these sound good that's a cool onboarding trick yeah they said while you set up like your work focus or whatever machine learning will suggest which apps you should allow through and which you shouldn't so hopefully that'll uh speed it up the summaries to me are interesting Mm -hmm. Because there are, it's not that I want less notifications, but if you were to take like the less important ones and then group them, and so like in the middle of the day or just whenever I can choose to look at them, uh, that's interesting. I'm definitely going to try that out. It's also an interesting capitulation from Apple where for a long time they're like, no marketing messages. And this to me is a feature designed to deal with marketing messages. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's keep going. Messages gets updates. Uh, you will be able to see when others have enabled do not disturb. A little message will come up. If I try to send Dan a message, it'll say Dan ha- has his focus mode turned on or whatever. Uh, and it will be possible to override it if I think it's very important. Um, photo shared messages are grouped into collages and stacks, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's pretty much the bulk of it in messages. Um, uh, privacy controls, um, 
app privacy report uh, that in the settings. Um, there's a few other privacy things we'll talk about a little bit later, so I'm going to keep going. Um, Apple Wallet, very interesting. Uh, supporting a wider range of items, uh, including hotel room keys, uh, car keys, and most interestingly, your driver's license, question mark? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Um, with information uh, that they claim they'll be working with the TSA, so you'll be able to use your phone as an identification. Uh, not Does a lot of details more have than that. To upgrade to a real ID because I really Wild. don't want to go to the RMV. I already canceled one appointment and <laughs> the it's the <laughs> what DVD the heck is an RMV registry? What does the R stand for? for registry. The we're special. Wow. Yeah, just Why don't flights. you just because is it just for flights, Colby? Yeah. No, I know. Do you have a passport? I do have a passport. Just card. use your passport. And he has a passport card. I felt yeah, a lot of pressure. I, I, I fly it. with my passport. I honestly, I, I, I makes me feel worldly. Oh, I had, I had done all this stuff. Like I scheduled the appointment. I said on the website, like, these are the documents I'm going to bring to prove that I'm, I'm a person that lives where I say I do, even though I already have a passport. Um, and I think the day before I looked, I opened what I thought was like a statement for my mortgage in, in an envelope. And it like was just a random thing from my bank. And I was like, crap, I don't have the documents that I said I was going to bring. So I just canceled my appointment and re- renewed a, like a regular driver's license. And I don't regret it. But anyways, we digress. And now you're grounded. Uh, yeah, so I, I I have no idea how I'm supposed to feel about this. This was a question mark deal. Yeah, it could be nothing, but uh, since I came back to New York, all of the tr- the train stations now do the express uh, Apple Pay thing. The express transit, yeah, which is huge. Like, it feels like uh, you buy like the next Grand Theft Auto or something and everything's way better. You can just like, you know, like, oh man, I can't believe I've ever played this game while having to do X. Like, I can't believe I played this game while having to go over to this like thing and like fill out this like stupid ancient computer like every month, do all this crap, wait in line. Uh, So much better. So I'm all on board with Apple taking more of that stuff. I was excited about the hotel keys. Uh, especially oh, yeah. because I might be moving into an apartment where they do this for your apartment lock. So I'm like, uh, I would love to not have to open an app or even open my phone and just hold it up. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm cool. sold. Also, historically, the Car hardest keys. part about New York yes, was please. swiping the subway card through the little subway card reader. It's like a, a 50% success rate if you yeah. live there, I think. Yes. Wild it's amazing cool well we're gonna find out i will say though as if you needed another reason to panic if you ever lose your phone put a lot more stuff right but they they need your face your biometrics to unlock it not not just your phone but to get at the uh like even if your phone even if you left i'm not worried about hackers getting it i'm saying if you're traveling and you lose your phone i guess it's like losing your you know it's like losing your wallet um, except it's not just 
yeah, but there's a lot more in my phone than there is in my wallet that I'd be pay- honestly, I'd probably if if this ever went through, I would be more panicked to because I can get new credit cards and whatever cash is in there. There's a lot of crap in my phone that if it's not backed up properly, um, it's or I can't get it when I'm in Bermuda or wherever. Um, I don't know an interesting side effect. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on iOS 15? That's really, uh, there's the new weather app, uh, which looks better. Some of the dark sky integrations in there from when they bought the maps as well. Uh, three-dimensional oh, the map city driving. Stuff looked, I thought maps looked really yeah. good. It looked, I'm so excited for it to come to CarPlay uh, and to try it out. The, the, um, the sort of driving where the roads are like super detailed to like show the lanes and the and the crosswalks and all it looked so, really so good. Yeah, it looked like a video game. At the road. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and so that's I. That's right. I mean, I don't now. So. Maybe this is the real plan for the Apple Car. Is it just prevents you with like a digital interface to the road? Very cool. Um iOS 15 will arrive to the public this fall for the iPhone 6S and newer with uh, betas happening this summer. Okay, let's continue on here. Um, There's another big feature coming to all Apple devices called Live Text. Uh, It will digitize the text in all your photos. Um, uh, It'll be integrated throughout all of the operating systems. Uh, You can tap on the text in any photo in your camera roll or viewfinder or browser if you're using Safari and immediately take an action on it. You can copy and paste it, search the web, or if it's something like a phone number, call it directly from that picture. They're using on-device intelligence to uh, accomplish that. Um, It'll work across iPhones, iPads, and Macs and support seven languages. Um, It'll also support Spotlight Search. It'll be searched directly, and you'll also be able to translate directly with translation being integrated throughout the OS. Another new feature that was announced. Pretty dope. Um, yeah. This was another one I, I showed uh, Lena, and as a lawyer, she was like, what? This is a game changer. Uh, they they yeah. take lots of notes. They, like, they work with a lot of... Uh, older uh co-workers who maybe for instance take the word documents that they send them with track changes print them out write their changes on top of that and then scan it and email it back to them uh, so <laughs> this would be huge yeah yeah i wonder how good the uh neural agent is at different handwritings is really i think what it's going to come down to for me i think though for signs and translation is what excites me not handwriting quite as much because mm-hmm. i think as a society we may be going away from handwriting right and and head towards a more digital future but i do think things like signs phone numbers uh you know being and google's by the way google has had lens for years this isn't necessarily new technology right. where you could point at something and translate it the fact that it's you can be in Safari and there could be a picture in the browser and you can do it that yeah is like very don't forget about screenshots like how often do you get like a screenshot for someone of an error and it's like oh man I wish I could just select this error text and Google it like well now you can yeah yep okay we'll keep moving. Uh, we already talked about that. Uh, I think that's... I just want to make sure we got through everything in iOS 15. There are a couple more uh, little things we'll talk about. How about iPadOS 15? 
Uh, it's all about the widgets. We've got bigger widgets, guys. Get excited. Woo! Widgets in a whole nother level. Um, which is funny because they're like, it's all iOS stuff that's already been. They're like, we have widgets and <laughs> app library. And I'm like, big whoop. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, really exciting thing is probably uh, the multitasking. Um, new icons making it easier to go into split view mode. Um, there is a shelf feature where it sort of takes one of your items off to the side and holds it while you're browsing around looking for other things to open and do. Um, you will also have um, the ability to switch between multiple already set views on what they call the shelf, and you can flick away and close other ones. Um it seemed pretty exciting. Also, quick note, uh, which you can swipe up from the bottom corner and start a note for notes. Um, that was, I swear, in every WWDC presentation, there was a point in the iPad demo where I say, I can't believe they're introducing another gesture. <laughs> and that was quick note for me, where I said, how the hell is anyone supposed to remember all of these? Little, like, Well, if you swipe from the left with two <laughs> fingers, it does this, but if you pull down from the bottom with the back of your hand it does this other thing. Like, <laughs> it's crazy that they keep adding this stuff but it did seem neat yeah the the coolest thing about that was that it remembers the context in which you took the note and can yeah. bring you back to it so like bring me to the page that i was looking at when i took this note or the view in this app yeah pretty cool yeah i i think for me it was the multitasking and and it's just always that one step closer to like I didn't really care for how they did it before. Yeah. And I'm like, this really seems like a comprehensive device. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. The, the multitasking makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Another, another notch and it's, uh, mm, doesn't replace a laptop belt is, is you got to have good. Um, I'm a, a multi window maniac. Sure, so, um, that's huge. Um, Okay, we talked at the same time. Colby, we're, we're just on the same wavelength today. Um, let's talk about the thing you guys are probably most concerned about, your privacy. Uh, we've got some new privacy features um, coming to Mail and Safari. Um, Apple Mail uh, will now hide IP addresses by default. Safari will as well. Um, they also announced that... Um, they're shutting down tracking pixels, um, which essentially uh, are identifiable and also indicate whether you've opened or closed an email. Um, it will now be blocked in Apple Mail. Um, we briefly touched on the app privacy report um, that says um, gives information about every app and how often they're accessing your microphone and your camera and who they're reporting it back to. Um What was the first thing you mentioned there? Sorry. Uh, it was uh, hiding IP user addresses by default. Yeah, I was. I didn't understand how that worked. Did like my understanding is that hiding. Wait, say it one more time. Hiding IP address. What? Hiding your obscuring your IP address. Now, the only way I thought this could work is if. Apple proxies all of your connections. Well, that's what's interesting. And we'll talk about iCloud Plus in a minute. Right. 
that does include a private relay, right? Uh, where the where your um, all traffic is actually encrypted. That only only works for Safari for some reason. I think that was my uh, read on it. All traffic leaving your device is encrypted oh. and sent through two separate relays. Oh, never mind. Uh, no, I have no idea how they're doing hmm. this. That yeah, because that's crazy. Like, anyways, we'll we'll talk about the iCloud Plus stuff later. Yeah, I, all I'll say about this is, as a marketing guy who uses marketing emails to track people, <laughs> um, I don't like this. As a human being, I think it's great. I'm excited <laughs> to use it uh, because it is weird that they can track that stuff. And I think it's good that Apple is doing this, but there are a lot of people out there who are going to be very, this is not like a small thing. No. There is a whole industry that is going to get crushed. Should this, um, because that, what's interesting is unlike iCloud plus this is in the Apple mail app. You have to be using the mail app. It's not all emails on your phone. Right. Um, same with Safari has to be the browser to hide IPs. And it does that for free for everybody. Right. Um, since we already brought it up, we can also talk about iCloud Plus. Um, jumping around a little bit. Uh, this takes the existing uh, iCloud plans, which basically we're just buying more storage, um, and adding a new set of features does not raise the price. What you get for that is access to private relays, which is essentially like a VPN to mask who's browsing and where the data is coming from. Apple says they don't even know what your traffic is, never mind anyone else who's tracking you. Um, Apple will tell you it's not a VPN in part because it sends data through a second relay, um, which prevents even Apple from not seeing your data. That's what they said. I don't know how it works. Who's the second person then? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have lots of questions about about this stuff. Uh, 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 my, that's me. My, my marketing uh, question for you, Sean, is why would they call it? Why would they not change the price and call the and add a tier that you can't pay for and that everyone gets? Because I think why not just not call the whole thing iCloud Plus? Like, oh, now like we're calling everything iCloud Plus instead of just these three things. Well, because you pay for it. So there is a plus element to it. I mean, you don't want to confuse it with just regular iCloud, which is the thing that backs up and syncs all of your files already for free. I think that was the confusing part was iCloud. What used to be plus was just an iCloud storage upgrade. Oh, I see. If they want to add future features by creating an iCloud plus, you're you're creating a marketplace. And I'm sure eventually this will become part of Apple One or whatever. Is it? Um, I wonder yeah. if it it is already though, because when you get Apple One, you get an iCloud storage plan. That's true. I bet it is, Dan. I bet it is. I did not read anywhere, but that makes a lot of sense for that to be the case. Um, now, iCloud Plus also includes a burner email feature called Hide My Email, Hide My Email, which lets you create single-use email addresses that forward to your actual account. Other services do this already, but it's going to be built into your phone. Um, it's kind of like what Sign In with Apple does, but it's got more control. And lastly, unlimited storage for video from HomeKit-enabled home security cameras. Um, I did read some detail after the event that the three levels of storage uh, will allow for one camera, five cameras, and unlimited cameras. So you do need the highest tier of iCloud Plus to get unlimited cameras. Um, but the prices will stay the same. 
There's also a new recovery feature that allows Apple to message security codes to your friends or family if your device is lost, and a digital legacy program that lets you choose who can access your files after you perish. Yeah, the uh, the account recovery feature would have been really great for me before I had to dig and wipe and figure out how to unencrypt an iCloud backup. Um, I'm very happy about that. Um, and another big part, I mean, that's the, the recurring feature you see between a lot of this stuff is sharing, I think. And we, we'll get to some of the, um, we'll get to some other features as well. Um, I believe we will. We should talk about the, uh, the shared with where inside of news and music and these app, mm -hmm. now when people share things with you, it doesn't just stay in messages. It now automatically shows up inside these other apps as, you know, That's Dan neat. messages me a playlist. It'll automatically show up in Apple Music. There, there's a lot of sharing going on. Now, this would be useful if you could share. It seemed like any app could implement shared with. But can you share anything? Can you share anything, right? Like. They, they clearly demonstrated sharing like an Apple TV or a news story. But what if I get the link and it's not from Apple News, but I do have an Apple News subscription? Could it like see, oh, that's a Wall Street Journal link. You have an Apple News subscription. We'll put that in the thing. Similarly, like I actually now use the Apple TV app as my uh, kind of like how I use my Amazon wish list is the place where I put all the books I want to read. The Apple TV app is where I put all the movies and TV shows I want to watch. Even if I end up watching it somewhere else, it's like a, it knows about all TV. So it's a useful place to do it. Um, but if someone just mentions to me like, hey, you should watch Better Off Ted. Uh, will it be like, oh, Better Off Ted. I'm doing like I'm analyzing your messages. I know that's a TV show uh, here. Like, let me put it in there. Or does it have to be a link to the Apple TV app for like Better Off Ted? Yeah. It's first of all good pull with Better Off Ted. Thank you. Uh, We've been watching it recently. Because uh, I thought you were gonna go with like a Ted Lasso. No, no, no. The other Ted. Better Off Ted. That's great. He's better off. <laughs> uh, my my total speculation on that is it, it'll just depend on how the URL. You know, if you open a Wall Street Journal URL, does Apple automatically open it in Apple News now? No. Uh, then I would Sorry. assume. You know. But if you, you know, I, I just think if it defaults to an app, I would assume it would do the same. But it's a good question. I mean, they said Safari was already integrated with Share with me. So um, at least links at minimum will show up in your browser. Right. Um, but yeah, that's I'm excited to see how other companies implement that. I hope it doesn't become annoying. <laughs> right. I mean, if by default, it's just like pulling stuff. Dan can start spamming me with <laughs> bad music and it's showing up in my uh in, in my Apple Music, I hope not. But Dan's got great taste in music. I'm not concerned. Uh, talking of cool technology, Apple Siri will finally work without an internet connection with on-device speech recognition. Um, it will make it more private and faster. They won't be sending your voice off to a server somewhere. It will happen right on the device. Um, when you're offline, you do things like navigational tasks, opening apps, setting timers. You just can't do internet-related stuff, obviously. However, the feature is only available on iPhones and iPads with its A12 Bionic chip or later, uh, which is basically everything after the 10S, 10R line. Makes sense. And forward, and a number of later generation iPads. An Apple Watch, it will not run on Apple Watch. 
I think this if you is make cool. a request, I believe it will run on your phone. Obviously, that makes sense. Actually, I wonder if, if it would LTE. if it'll still be faster on the app. It probably will, right? Because then, like, all it needs to do is transmit the data to your Apple Watch or to your iPhone, and not all the way across the internet and back. I I would think, like I said, the only difference would be is if you're on an LTE watch with no phone, um, it's still going to send it to the cloud. Right. But okay, um, but yeah, I, I would think. I'm I'm really curious to see. I mean, Siri never felt really slow. Actually, you know what? Sometimes, Sometimes it did it does, feel yeah. slow. Yeah, it's certainly slower than like Amazon or Google or some of these other companies. It felt slow. So maybe this will because I don't think all of Amazon stuff goes to the cloud. They don't do any on on device processing. I'm not sure about Google. Yeah, sometimes Siri is really fast and I don't understand. Or actually, no, HomeKit is really fast because it does this. Yes. It doesn't have to go out to the Internet. Yes. Um, if I have the HomeKit app in this and the uh, Amazon Lady app, open i can uh, do things way faster with the home kit app but it's not true this yes. year so mm-hmm. i put this in the big deal category i think this could be the siri upgrade we've been waiting for because if it's as fast as home kit then i would be much more likely to use it because siri already does a really <laughs> good job of hearing what i'm saying it does a bad job of understanding what i'm saying <laughs> But if it can also always hear what I'm saying and respond faster, then I'll probably be be more forgiving of its lack of nuance. A thing I started doing recently is using Siri to turn on settings and stuff. Because I know what the settings are called, and it does it really well. It's like turn on, you know, whatever, low power mode or something. And it just does it. It's great. Well, I've been using it for work. I had like, um, oh yeah, what settings do you do that with? Like voiceover stuff recently, so it's like, it's 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 voiceover is as a person who doesn't is not a mm. expert in using it, and I don't really need to use it day to day. It's like, I'm not, my my touch is not quite there. It's it's like a very different like navigational paradigm. So it's 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 much easier for me to like have Siri turn it on and have Siri turn it off rather than having to like dive into back into the settings app while I'm like in voiceover to, uh, Oh, to turn it on, to turn it off once I've turned it on. Yeah. I see. Right. 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 Yeah, and that was a big part of the demo was they did a number of these very quickly back to back, although I was bummed that he held the button on the side of the phone every time. I'm, I'm, I think if you're going to have that speed, if you introduce the sort of back to back questioning feature, God, that's going to be nice and quick. Um, but it, he did go through it quick. I think for navigation, it's going to be great. One other thing, too, he didn't mention Ooh. was that uh, Siri will now read out uh, all notifications, announce notifications as a setting. Uh, not just previously it was just like messages and voicemails and things like that. But now that she will read out all notifications, which uh, really excites me for CarPlay um, as well as for AirPods um, that, and with the focus modes, I think that's because you don't want to reading all notifications, but if you're in a focus mode and you're like, no, but I need certain apps to announce in my ears. Very cool. Do you use the AirPods mm-hmm. announcement thing? Yes, oh. I do for messages. It's and I honestly I love it. <laughs> oh, I I hate it. Uh, I somehow it accidentally <laughs> turned itself on, and I I'm too lazy to turn it off. But it shocks me every time it happens. I'm like, blah, like what's happening? 
Maybe it's because I don't have I don't have more than twenty friends and no one texts me. But <laughs> well, maybe and I probably would hate it if it did it more. Like I don't get a lot of messages, but that's why I like it because I'm not expecting any messages, and so I'm not looking at my phone or have my phone on me. And like I said, CarPlay is huge because on on CarPlay the message notifications come up very quickly and don't linger long enough. So unless you're looking at the screen, I missed a lot of notifications. So if it could stop the music and say, Sean, message from Dan, like uh, that is really interesting. Um, I'll give you one other piece of Siri news. Siri is going to be on third party devices. Um, Apple announced that third-party accessory maker, uh, HomeKit accessory makers will be able to integrate Siri voice controls directly into their products starting later this year. The voice assistant will be routed through a HomePod if the devices are connected to your network. Um, they listed a number of uh, manufacturers and support for the Matter interoperability standard um, that will be supported in iOS Okay, 15. Sean, can you explain to me Matter and Thread and, like, wasn't Apple already involved in some like HomeKit standards thing? I'm so confused. So I can talk to you about Matter. I'm not as familiar with Thread, uh, but I'll Google it and quickly try so to the my, answer. So Thread was on. They announced when they announced the Apple TV. They're like, oh yeah, it has Thread radios for great IoT support. And I was like, a what? Uh, so th- that's that was uh. So what I know about Matter is Matter is a set. Remember Zigbee? Yes. I have some Zigbee. And the, uh, the Z-Wave. Zigbee stuff somewhere under this dresser here. This is essentially Zigbee 2.0. Okay. And what it does is... Because what Zigbee was was a standard that everyone agreed to. Right. One of the first standards. So this is the evolution of that. The difference is, is that it will run on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth low energy, and Thread. And now you say, ha, what's Thread? Right. Thread is a wireless protocol. Okay. So Matter is the tech built on the wireless protocol like Z-Wave was to oh, Zigbee. Oh, Okay. Thank you. It's all coming together. Uh, it is a low-power mesh networking technology protocol like Zigbee. designed to connect the devices in your home. Yes, exactly. Um, it does not require a smart hub. Um, they connect to each other without a single point of failure. That's awesome. Okay. Um, and it's interoperable. Sweet. All right. Two great tastes that taste great yeah. together. Thread and matter. As someone who owns a zillion smart home devices, uh, yes, please, more of that. Wait, Sean, what was your uh, rating on the Siri stuff? We, I don't think we got that. Uh, on device, big deal. In other smart home devices, no deal. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's a bad deal. I just think... Amazon didn't really have any success with this either because like two or three years ago, they rolled out like, oh, you can. And I saw devices where they tried and no one cared. Yeah, because it's like if I want a Siri device, I'm going to buy a HomePod. And if I buy, I also don't want 30 Siri devices in my house. But this just gets back to why Siri's just not a great home assistant right now. And so if I had 15 things around my house with Siri and I still don't think I would ask it for stuff. 
Yeah, I the advantage I sorry, the advantage I see is the Apple exclusive stuff like the intercom features or the sort of like that tap to play music thing where it detects when you're coming in that's in HomePod. I think that's more hardware-y with the U1 stuff, but um those exclusive features are what's valuable. Just as like a hey, turn down the temperature. Hey, what's the weather? Like I don't think it really matters. Um yeah, I was going to on that uh I think it was announced today that there's an API now for people using the um crap. What is the thing the the chip that the AirPods use or the AirTags rather? Isn't it is it's ultra wideband. Ultra wideband. Yeah. Uh there's an ultra wideband API now so other people can make stuff like that, which is cool. Um I was wondering like I bet that there are more people who own iPhones than there are people who have Alexa tubes. Oh, sorry, Alexa. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. And so I, I wonder if someone bought, like if it just becomes ubiquitous and you buy a microwave or a thermostat and it's like, oh, it has the uh, you know lady in the tube support and you turn it on and it's like, it doesn't diminish anything, right? Like it's not going to make your experience worse. Uh I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, uh, no one's going to buy a microwave and then like, Oh, this microwave has like Amazon voice assistant. Now I will get into this ecosystem. It's like, no, if you're going to buy a microwave with that, you probably are already into it. Whereas like, I think Apple's advantage with a lot of things is like, you know, Apple ships a podcast app with their iPhone. And uh, now when you're into podcasts, it's just like, Oh, it's, it's right there. It's like you don't they have such a wide install base of people who maybe aren't otherwise interested in this. Whereas I, I think with the Amazon one still, you kind of have to be a little bit, a little bit nerdy and a little bit into it. You might buy one and like for a joke, be like, oh, look, I can ask her questions. But who like what percentage of people really <laughs> go through and set up like, oh, I'm going to get these lights and this like other stuff. Anyways, I don't really have a point with this. <laughs> That's a good way to end your Thank argument. You. Moving on. Uh, yes, we can keep moving here. Let's talk about health for a minute. Um, a couple updates in the health app. Uh, probably the biggest being that you can share your health with family members or others. Another sharing feature. Um, with permission, someone can share access to their overall health rate and movement data. They'll also be able to share access to alerts. Uh, so you can be pinged when someone else's health is in danger. Um also, uh, they're adding a new health metric called walking steadiness to help predict if you're going to fall over. Um, each year, around 30 million adults over the age of 65 fall. Falls are responsible for $50 billion in healthcare costs every year. I did not know that. Uh, users will also now be able to, sh- uh, and I thought they could already do this, but uh, users will now be able to share their health app data with their doctors. Um, Apple uh, says the feature will start off with support for, from six electronic medical record companies in the U.S. expanding later on i think this was the second most exciting announcement for me uh that last one especially i didn't think about like what happens when you've been putting your health data in the health app for 30 years like what kind of stuff can you do with that over the long term it's not like oh your your heart rate is like elevated from where it was two minutes ago but like your average heart rate year over year went up. Like, that's cool. I never thought about that. 
yeah, trends was another big thing they talked about um, yeah. in introducing that long-term tracking. I, I, I was gangbusters on the uh, sharing health data with other people. I, I think that's such an underrated aspect of healthcare in general is the fact that it is a community sport, if you will. Um, and hopefully no one goes at it alone. And so the ability to, especially things like alerts, I think of the walking, walking steadiness thing. I'm like, imagine you get an alert, like, uh, grandma is really off balance. Someone should check in on her. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's powerful stuff. Um, and the theory with Apple is they make it so easy to do. People are actually willing to then go and do it. So, um, I was, I was pretty jazzed. Uh, hey, don't, you laugh, but they keep putting features in. I mean, that's kind of what the Apple Watch does, right? If you like fall now with an Apple yeah. Watch on it, we'll call the police for you, which is what Life Alert does. Um, now, the real question is, will you guys share your health data with me? <laughs> Want to make an Apple family? It's tempting. It's tempting. We could, we could do, and that's kind of the, I guess you don't have to, because sh- it's more the fitness app. I was going to say we could do like a don't panic walking challenge, which as city dwellers, you guys would thrash me. Yeah. <laughs> I would, uh, but we'd really only have to share fitness data. We would have to do like a. Well, the pandemic like a, is your best time to to uh, compete in this, Sean. There's nowhere to go. Everyone's out of shape. <laughs> yeah, everyone's out of shape, and there's nowhere to go in the city. Perfect. We'll all tie for uh, for not first with zero. <laughs> um, while we're on the topic, Watch OS eight. Uh, it's one more than Watch OS seven. Um, not a real. T- I would call this overall a not really a deal uh new mindfulness app um which adds animations and encourages you to breathe and i'm like you know okay great um fitness app is getting new workout types tai chi and pilates fine um apple watches health app will track your respiratory rate while sleeping and notify if it's outside your normal patterns interesting don't know what you do with that but it's interesting uh a new watch face that lets you use a photo taken with the portrait mode and layer text and other information behind it because they have the depth data included that's kind of cool i don't know how useful it is but it's cool yeah um watch is a little little sleepy this year yeah that's kind of the um now i will say dan this might excite you uh because i know you're a big fan of um home kit uh it's getting a new home app on the watch with more shortcuts yeah, the home app on the, the watch you camera feeds from security takes cameras right forever to start for me and like show me the status of my devices and allow me to turn things on and off it's basically useless um yet like m- multiple times i it's one of my most frequently wanted apple watch things because like you get up late at night i sleep with my watch on and then i'm like oh i have to go into the kitchen and like get a glass of water the kitchen lights are off i'd love to be able to turn on the the lights with my watch without having to say something in the air and wake somebody up but <laughs> never works um so i just do it in the dark <laughs> or i use the little I dinky flashlight thing on my on the watch did you know that they have that so dinky <laughs> um all right i think we've talked about everything except mac os is there anything other than mac os you would like to talk about before we do that oh there was there was something okay Um, 
Let's move on to the final piece of the I event. Mac OS Monterey. You can, you just like the cheese. Um, so mad about it. <gasps> yes. I'm sorry. Yes, that is the thing I'm second most excited about. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, you can not too only uh, too you can not only late. find it, you can find the individual uh, earbuds uh, should you lose one, and anyways. it will notify you <laughs> if you leave them behind. I left my AirPods at they Sean's house. Get you, man. What are you going to do? Any idea where you lost them? Yep. That's right, you did. And somehow they survived the mail back. Yes. The other it day, work have you guys ever, ever done like the habit chirp to find it in your house thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's off. It's useless. I lost one of mine in the house. One, just one yeah. of the earbuds. And it's like, oh great, I'll have it chirp. And I'm like, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, Seems hopefully this will be better. And I have a suspicion that the next version of AirPods may have like I hope air so. tags chip. I assume they're still in. in my apartment somewhere. Um, like they gotta be here, which will be just ultra precise. Don't know where they are. But uh, I'm sorry to so, hear that, Colby. Maybe, right? Me either. Remember, they're always the last place <laughs> you'd look. I don't know where that would be, but. Um, Monterey is here. One of the biggest uh, additions that I'm sure you guys are jazzed about. I genuinely want to hear your reactions. Shortcuts coming to the Mac for the first time. Get it. Look, the crowd is going wild. Uh, it integrates with Spotlight. It appears in the Finder. It supports multitasking. Integrates with the menu bar. Yeah. Uh, supports I'm, I'm importing automator automation. I'm, sure um, I'll be excited for something when. Guys, Shortcuts is here. <laughs> I just ran my favorite shortcut. Let's see what it is. Let's see what it is. Yep. Tap to load preview. I'm loading <laughs> just for the fun of it. It's a shortcut and on my phone it's called uh send Colby a GIF and remind him what time it is. And it it does exactly that. It sends him a random GIF from Giphy and tells him what time it is. <laughs> About once a year. That's yeah. a and, and does he need that a lot? It's a sports gif. Yeah. It's good to streamline <laughs> that process. I don't know if there's oh, anything. Oh, man. I, should, I certainly won't understand it. Um, right. You can send me, send me a gif. Well, now we'll get to figure out some new and innovative is, uh, uh, ways for you to harass Colby. From the comfort of your Macintosh. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It could be a big deal. Yeah, guys. So like any any, any the, big plans um, for shortcuts? Big deal. deal? Small deal? It's also possible that it won't. The things I would want to do with it aren't possible oh, yet because okay. no apps yeah. integrate. You know. My my. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it depends on how the apps support it. Fair point. I, I, my Twitter feed is aggressively nerd focused, <laughs> so it sounded much more exciting on my Twitter feed than it does in real life. So, um, but how about the other? And this was probably the best demo. <laughs> guys, let's be real here. 
test flight coming to the Mac. I'm sure Get Mac excited. developers are very excited. <laughs> Testing dem apps on that Mac. <laughs> Again, one of those things that I'm like, that wasn't already a thing? I'll, um, related to that, this might be jumping uh, ahead, but the Xcode, um, no, I called it Xcode yeah, cloud stuff. Like, come on. Like, how did Apple not do that? Cloud, uh, yes. As someone, I have needed that service. And it really sucks because, like, you're stuck with these, like, third-party, you know, vendors to, you know, give me a Mac Mini in a data center somewhere. And it's never great. Um, and it's hard to, like, keep them up to date. And it's hard to get, like, all right, I want, like, one Mac that's Mojave and one Mac that's High Sierra. And to test across all these environments is, like, super expensive and hard. It's pretty obvious. Uh, so this makes a lot of sense. I'm into it. I could use this today at work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I agree. It's, it's going to be a no-brainer for developers. Um, make it easy for them. But we got to... I know I'm dancing around it, but the thing I think that was kind of the jazziest part of the demo, AirPlay to Mac. So exciting. You'll be able to send AirPlay things to your Mac. You can watch a video. You can listen to music. Use it as a secondary speaker for multiple <laughs> audio. This was probably my sixth favorite thing about the event. Um, mainly because as someone who has been in conference rooms and been like, how do I make the phone go on the screen? That's, a, that's what I was uh, going to say. It's kind of a pain. I can't believe this. Um, and just to be able to throw it like up on a bigger monitor with a Mac is four years ago. Is again, um, why I'm wasn't that a thing already? I have but... this big computer screen in my room <laughs> that I can't squirt TV onto. It's so so dumb. I have to like put <laughs> right if I want to watch squirt your content on this, onto I have it. To put it up on the squirt screen, your media, and then when I want to change the media, I have to get out of bed to change the media. <laughs> Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, man. That's awesome. So you'll get to enjoy that with Monterey. Um, no, no, we're going to talk about it. Finally. Yes. <sighs> universal control. There. I said it. We'll do Safari. We're going to do Safari after it. Uh, universal control. Uh, gee whiz. What a, what a snazzy demo that was. Um, it is uh, interoperability uh, between all of these different Macintosh devices. You can essentially uh, move your mouse between Mac OS iPad OS, iOS, uh, from one screen to yeah. the other seamlessly. I actually found out how the tech works. Are you guys curious? Uh, so essentially what it does is, let's say you've got a MacBook, and AirPlay. you bring your iPad up near it. Air, uh, now, there's already, like, Air. handoff what, and other what, 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 features that, like, detect, how, yeah, that detect how close they are. Oh, What's the uh, one where it, you, it, it's you can send files right, to right, computers or the two nearby. I'm thinking of? Airdrop. Thank you. Oh, that's that's Air, Airdrop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what it does now is when it detects it's close and you move your mouse to the edge of the screen and sort of do a little motion with it, at that point, it then looks knows that device is there and pops up a little thing. And you saw it in the demo, like a little ball pops up and kind of slides over the screen. Then what you actually do is you take your finger 
or your mouse on the other device. And you actually, that ball has a purpose. It goes up and down. It actually aligns where one mouse is on one screen to align it to the other to make sure it's a smooth connection. Then what the devices do is they actually create a Wi-Fi direct connection between the two devices. That's what allows it to transfer uh, data at high enough speeds, which Bluetooth couldn't accomplish. And so what you're able to do is now you can drag something off of your Mac, click, drag it over to your iPad, and boom, it's on That's your crazy. iPad. Yeah. Um, this is like I wild. thought this was a cool Absolutely. demo, but I immediately showed it to Lena because she spends all day marking up, like looking at documents on the iPad and reading a bunch of things, and then moving it to a computer and doing stuff, uh, and using the pencil. I, I hope this like also does cool stuff with pencil support. Like I, I'm hoping for a version two where you can then like just seamlessly move your pencil, like writing on something on your iPad to writing on something on your Mac, uh, like with the quick note thing uh that'd be cool too but yeah i love i love the demo i'm super excited about it i don't know how much i would use it but uh, just the sending files thing like it's a, it's a much more intuitive way to send files like if that's all it was that would have been amazing too yeah well and it, it gets you thinking i mean if i, I were creating a, a a home office from scratch it's like you got the iPad Pro on the go with the portable keyboard. You got the Mac on the desk at home. And I come home and I put the iPad next to it and I throw some files over and I'm typing something up on the Mac and I toss it. So so you're kind of because I'm like, if I'm a Windows guy, right, I got my desktop, I got a laptop. It's like, do you know how big of a pain it is to like do stuff? But because I have at work a PC and a Mac, I do it all day long. Getting stuff problem. between them is I'm a huge like, pain. If they just kind of did that like automatically, work, I have to test things on Android. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean that's like, that's huge. sometimes something's wrong and you want to take a screenshot of it, but then like, how do you get the screenshot from your Android phone to anything else? My current the current best best working solution is that you message it to yourself in Slack. That's how I transfer files from from Android to. A, it's a shame. I, uh, I do that all the time. This, this seems dope. Yeah. Does this work with iPhones too? Like, can I click around on my phone? Whoa. It's wild. Oh. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thumbs down. No. No, I lied because there's no mouse support on an no. iPhone. Uh, in iOS, I don't believe. I don't think so. Like if you if you connected, because there is mouse support on uh, iPad. They added that in one of the last couple versions. And if you Bluetooth connected a trackpad to an oh, iPad, well, it would work. But if you connect to an iPhone, would it work? I don't know. But it, but this article says Mac and iPad, so. Um, I'm going to go with that. So, uh, and I think just about the last thing we didn't talk about is Safari, um, a total redesign, uh, a new tab designs that lets users see more of the page as they scroll and sort of the menu bar at the top blends in with the color of the page. Um, the, uh, there's tab groups, um, it's much more streamlined. Uh, tab groups sync across all devices. Safari also has that new design on um, 
all devices. So not just Mac, but also on iPad and iOS. Um, it also includes some of those privacy features we talked about earlier. Um, is there anything else about Safari that I'm not thinking of? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's vaguely ringing a bell for me I too, but I can't cool remember. Thing with Safari. Uh, I saw um, another thing today yeah, that was I'm announced. Open article where we're chatting, uh, which was one I of the APIs uh, that they're kind of releasing. I don't really understand what it is. It's something to do with using machine learning to like analyze sound. Um, oh, maybe it was Shazam Kit. Like now they're like, uh, and one of the demos they gave was like, hey, if oh, you yeah. wanted to have an app where someone had it open while something was playing on the TV, then you could do like a Jackbox style game communicating over audio. So you could like put things in the audio that would indicate like, oh yeah, like you could construct like a little hex URL or something and then have your app go to that URL to load the question. Uh, and it would all be done over audio or like have an, a companion app for a, a TV show while you're watching a TV show, your app is doing stuff synced with the audio. I thought that was really cool. Oh, right. I remembered my oh, favorite yeah. feature of Safari. I'm so stupid. Did you see my tweet about the... Uh... Extensions are coming to, yes. uh, to so iPadOS. If you use 1Password, uh, you know Tell how 1Password is like... Uh, on, on the browser, on the desktop, you can just click on the extension. And if your thing is unlocked, you just get access to all of your passwords from there. You get a little view. You can search for like, you know, maybe you didn't save the URL correctly for this website. So you can just open up the extension and get a quick way to search for like, oh, it, I, it was under uh, insurance or something. Now with uh, web extensions for Safari, you get the same thing. You tap the the one password button on the top of your Safari window on iPad or wherever, and it opens up the one password extension that you'd expect. And you can do everything you can do on the desktop app. That that may be the thing that gets me to go to oh, Safari because yeah. I'm a Chrome user now. That may be what gets me to switch over. Because the password stuff that's built into the no. OS, like when you use Chrome or something, is not great. It's really not. Um, and so that yeah. one extension, I, as soon as you retweeted that, I'm like, oh, shit, you can do that? Uh, and it was great. We did it. Uh, and I think that's the whole nice. thing. Woo! Another WWDC in the books. Um, yeah, definitely saying. Like I said, all of this stuff is in beta this summer and generally available this fall. And can you believe there's even stuff we didn't talk about? Like we've 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 blistered yep. through this in about it seventy was... minutes. 
and there's still it was stuff like missed. super packed but also it didn't feel like there are any real blockbuster things which maybe is like the bias we have from last year where m1 was the blockbuster thing I think Apple takes WWDC. They have so many products. I mean, that's really the problem. Like they could have done a dozen separate smaller, like watch OS. Here's the watch OS event. Um, And because they have so many things, it's just a lot of new stuff to get through. I mean, we didn't even talk about uh, app store updates, including in-app event support. I know. Uh, I missed the end of the event. Actually, I only read about it. You remember that one from the the end of the the event? event? Oh, so this is like if your app is having like a virtual concert on a certain date or is running a week long promotion or something, it can now be part of it can be searchable, indexable and part of your app store listing um, to encourage people to um, download that package detection for HomeKit cameras was announced. Um, uh, You can send gifts on your Apple Watch. And watch OS 8. I mean, the list goes on and on. So. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I'll ask this question as I do every year, and I expect I the same answer. I Are you guys going to participate in the beta, in beta, beta since the summer? first multitasking the iPad beta? Which was bad. It was such a disaster the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which at the time, woof. I think we got to an okay place. Well, that was that was the big graphical redesign with all the bright colors one. It's fine. Woof. Yeah, it it worked out in the end, right? Um. Yeah, I did the what the thirteen or the fourteen beta, uh, the fourteen beta. I did. Um, I forget what feature I wanted so badly. I don't think I'm gonna do the fifteen beta. And like I said, the the watch OS. And I think this year, unlike a lot of years, my the series three so, features I'm most excited about are um, features that need apps to support them, like all the new wallet updates, um, the extensions. Right. 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 Well, even like the FaceTime right. stuff, if your friends are running iOS 14, mm-hmm. is it even going to work? So. Um, and also, there were a few like the CarPlay stuff. They all said is on a on a different schedule. Some of the AirPod stuff, I don't know if that is because there's also software in the AirPods and the Air, you know, so that might be it. So it's I, I don't think there's anything to run and like try right away. Maybe some of the Mac stuff, but you know, shortcuts. I mean, it, I don't know, but we'll be covering it all summer long for sure. Um, Guys, we're we're far over our time. Is there anything you'd like to? uh, Thanks for helping us prove that one guy wrong. Our eighth WWDC. (laughs) We won't stop until we die. Damn it! Uh, We refuse. I'm already excited for WWDC 2022. Um, Who knows what they'll announce then? Uh, But until then. We got to wrap it up here. Of course, our website is stonepanic.io. You can go listen to the first episode if you like, or any of our other WWDC episodes, including the one time we did live special coverage of WWDC. Still one of my favorite things we did on the show. That it was back in those days. Um, but that's all on the website, along with our picks. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. or on all the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, and of course, you can uh, chat with us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, email show at gmail.com. We're going to end it here. Uh, ultra quickly, I'm just going to mention up for debate. Last week, we wrote our own story. It got wild. A lot of fun. Highly, highly recommend you listen to it. Um, we go from uh, a disco party in the 1970s to uh, kicking Zack Snyder's ass in Hollywood. So things go crazy. It's a lot of fun. And this coming week, we're talking about Bad Blood uh, and the documentary The Inventor, all about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. So great stuff over at UpForDebate.tv. You're going to want to check it out. We're done here. I'm Sean. They're Colby and Dan. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it, Lisa. We'll see you next time on another much less Mac-focused edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.